Welcome to Unmatched, the podcast where we make fantasy football analysts put their money where their mouth is. And here's your host, the professor himself, David Martian! Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, the football season has returned. And we are back with a whole new season of Unmatched. And with a new season, we have some new rules and all of that. But before we get into it, I want to introduce you to our three contestants here tonight. Up first, he was here to help kick things off last year on the very first episode of Unmatched. He's the host of the 201 Fantasy Football Podcast, as well as a fantasy writer, ranker, and video producer for The Undroppable. You can find him on Twitter at 211FFB. Welcome back, Tommy Moe. What's up, Dave? Thanks for having me back. Uh, appreciate that fantastic intro. I uh, love whoever wrote that for you. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited to be back for season two and and kick it off. And gosh, right before uh, football starts, let's go, dude. I'm I'm hyped. I'm ready. Yeah, we have some of the best copy editors on the show uh, across Twitter. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> now, joining him on the opposite side of the line, he's the host of the Unsung Heroes podcast and Undroppable's offensive line expert. You can find him on Twitter at BradWireFF. Welcome back to the show, none other than Brad Wire. Thanks for having me, Dave. Uh, joining the ranks of the two of the heads of the Undroppables. Very, very excited to be on here and, and get right into football season. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm stoked for, for getting back into the, the swing of things and, and just the way it should be. Football, fall air, and uh, just watching some, some head button and, and getting back into it. Now, I think the last time you were on, it was your first time ever doing a podcast. Have you done many since? It was. Um, we did uh, we did Unsung Heroes last year, so I've done, uh, what, about 10 or so of them? Not too many, but... Uh, oh, you're a still, season pro now. Still, still, I would still consider myself very much a All right. Well, our third and final contestant made it all the way to the unmatched championship game last season, but came up just short and was one of the closest matches all year. He's the host of the Undrafted Podcast and was recently name-dropped by none other than Matt Kelly himself this past offseason. You can find him on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. Welcome back to the show, Jack Falcon. Yo, I'm excited to be here. Um, don't know how I'm going to share the mic with uh, four other people. I'm not used to or three other people. I'm not even good at math. What the hell am I doing here? Get me out of here. It's all right. I talk very little. I just keep letting you guys fight. I'm in, baby. Let's, let's roll. I, I'm so excited about the football season and... Uh, you know, excited to kick everybody's ass here and get to the finals again and let whoever makes it there against me win again because I'm a, I'm a gentleman. Like You're a fine man. So as you can see, after how much fun that championship game was last year, we decided to try out a three-player format for this whole season. In addition to that, there are now going to be three total rounds with each round being worth a max of 100 points. So just like last season, the first round will be over-unders. The second round will be player-to-player head-to-heads or rivals, as they're called. This season, we're adding a new wrinkle with an eight-player draft for the third and final round. The player with the most points in that draft will get 100 points, with each of the other players getting a relative amount based on their points scored. The player with the most points at the end of this week will be our winner. And with all of these comes a brand new sponsor. All of our contests come courtesy of Underdog Fantasy. You have probably heard of these guys as they are just blowing up this past year. 
But if you haven't had a chance to check them out, I really recommend you doing so. This app has a fantastic interface. It's way better than a lot of the other ones out there. And really, all kinds of contests and sports to choose from. Head-to-head -head drafts, over-unders, everything you need. And if you make a deposit before September 13th using the promo code UNDROPPABLES, Underdog will add a $25 bonus to your account. So get in there right away, and let's see if our contestants can help you win some money this week. And, of course, we do need to take a quick moment to acknowledge our primary sponsor. Analyst Depot is your go-to source for all of your fantasy football analysts. This place has an amazing suite of tools to help you be the best fantasy analyst. From tools showing you all of your player shares to free reports on player and defensive performance week to week. And best of all is their really awesome projection list. This thing makes doing your own team-by-team -team projections super easy. It breaks down the whole process with simple step-by-step -step instructions and even gives you all the data you need right at your fingertips to make your smart projections with all that historical data you need. Just go to www.analystevo.com and sign up for a free account. And in fact, I think all three of you guys did your rankings on there this year, right? Oh, yeah. Projections and rankings. I love Analyst Depot. They sponsor my pod, and all the tools on there are fantastic. Highly recommend everyone use Analyst Depot. It definitely helped me be a better analyst this year, helped me in the offseason, and, and I love it. I know, I know the rest of the guys on this show love it, too. That's awesome. All right. Now, before we get started, there is just one more rule change for the season that we need to go over. Each round, a different contestant will get to pick the order for which the guys will go for taking their picks. And just like last year, each round will work in a snake fashion back and forth. So for our first round of the 2021 season, Tommy, you get to set the order of our first contestant round. What is that order going to be for the over-unders? We are going to have uh, my good friend Jax Falcone go first. I'm going to make him uh, make those picks first so I can listen to what he has to say and make my better picks off of that. Uh, and then Brad will go second just because that's how it has to happen. And I'm going to go last. All right. We've got it. So starting off, Ezekiel Elliott coming off a disappointing season up against a really tough Tampa Bay defense. We are looking at 85.5 rushing and receiving yards. That's a new thing with Underdog this year. They're doing the two combined. Jax, you were nominated to go first. Are we going to go with an over or under here? You know, it's crazy because what I want to do is just sort of give my answer without all the reasoning so that these idiots can't hear the real reason why they should take it. But it's I'm going to convince show. them anyyway. Yeah, exactly. But just, it is a radio show. Mute, I can still hear my Oh, is that? Is, I can't talk. Those can't got it. Hear you. I get confused by that all the time. Uh, hashtag not a pro. But um, what I will say, though, is that I'm going to give you the, the 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 cheat code anyway. I'm just going to tell you how it's going to go. And I think I think Ezekiel Elliott, we're going to go with the under 85 and a half rushing and receiving yards. And while that sounds like a, a very low bar for him to to get to, uh, this Tampa Bay team is there's a couple things going on. Number one, they were the number one rushing defense last year. Uh, I don't even know if that's true. I'm just saying that. So if you uh, if it's wrong, just go ahead and let me know. But no, they were they were they were the number one rushing defense last year. They're really good, and and both offenses are going to be humming. Um, you know, Dallas's defense is terrible, so they're going to be giving up points, and they're going to be forced to pass. I think uh, I think Zeke has a very low rushing total, and I just don't think he gets enough passing game work to get himself over the eighty-five and a half. Smash the under, one and zero, book it. Brad, you're in the middle of our sandwich here. Where are you going? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow Jax's lead here on this one. Um, according to footballoutsiders.com, they were 
they were actually the number one rushing defense um, in adjusted line yards allowed. Um, they bring back all 22. Their whole team is intact. Um, and there's no way that Zeke can, can get over this hump, especially with Zach Martin uh, being out of the game for COVID. So uh, without your best player on offense, you're not going to get that, that rushing game going. And Dak is going to have to lean heavily on CD, Amari, even Gallup, and Jarwin in the rest of the passing, passing attack. Um, I mean, I think still Zeke can can get this a lot of it just in the air, in the dump-offs, in the screen game, because they have a really good screen game, especially with Zeke. But I just don't think he'll get up to 85 and a half. All right, Tommy, you set yourself up to go third. You're up third. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I got to go third um, to, hear, to hear Jackson Brad. Um, just make terrible decisions on, on yeah. their calls um, mm-hmm. because, you know, and, you know, to, to be fair, the, the defense line is fantastic uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, totally the reason why they were dominant in the Super Bowl last year. Um, you know, for Unsung Heroes, when I was a co-host with Brad Wire, I, I took care of the defense line and they were constantly someone that I talked about, uh, a unit that I talked about because they were so good. However, 85 yeah. combined rushing and receiving yard now if it was just one or the other you know especially rushing yards i i could definitely see the under but it's combined rushing and receiving yards and i i i i i can't see um ezekiel elliott not rushing for at least 50 and catching like 40 or something so I, i'm gonna do the over uh especially just to be different um so i can get you are different i Very am true. different that is true yes <laughs> yes and then uh you get back to back picks here so up next we got Terry McLaurin facing a much improved Chargers team, looking at receiving yards with his new quarterback, 74.5. Uh, you know, I don't know if you'd want Ryan Fitzpatrick to date your sister or not, but. Who, who's up here, by the way? Is it me or is it you? It's you. It's, it's a little coming. bit of a snake type of situation. Mm, okay, I don't think you snaking. saw that coming. Mm, yeah. We're snaky. Well, I, I, it makes sense. I have, an, I have a snake. You're on the podcast, so we're snaky. I'm yep. just throwing shade all day to you, Jax. Um, yeah, I, but, buddy, but, I love it. I fucking there's <laughs> nothing I love more than the than than, than shit talking. It's it's my favorite <laughs> thing. So let's bring it. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I <clears throat> I really love Terry McLaurin. Um, Chargers though, Derwin James is going to roam the backfield there. Um, but I love Terry McLaurin, and I just it's week one. So you know what? Over, just over. I'm going to say over on all the fun wins. Because it's week one, and all we have is like last year's stats, and it's been a long freaking off season, and like football's here, so let's have fun and let's just hit the over on everything. So let's go, Terry McLaurin over on the Chargers, and it's going to be like a million points. All right, Brad, <laughs> I'm all for having fun. Um, I, I do agree that I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Um, I'm also taking the over on McLaurin. He hit that mark nine times last year with uh, pieced together quarterbacks. And Curtis Samuel's out, so he obviously will still be afforded those targets. Um, you mentioned Derwin. I think Derwin blankets Jax's favorite Logan Thomas pretty much all week. So, and I think Vich Magic will just light it up. Week um, as long as he's afforded the time to throw, um, the tackles might be a little iffy, um, at least on the right side with with Cosme moving over there. But um, I'm still hitting the over button on Jax. Under staring you in the face. Sounds like Derwin James is in trouble. That's all I heard from that last segment. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going over here, and I'm going to stay over. It was definitely one that I thought you guys might take the under on. 
Um, but no, I, I, I agree. It's uh, I'm not going to lose a point there. I, th- that was one that I really liked over, um, you know, with, with Curtis Samuel out and Terry McLaurin being an absolute stud. And I think Washington is going to need to score uh, to win this game. Uh, I know that that sounds stupid and redundant, but uh, some games they can win with their defense and, and churning out yards and kind of just controlling it, the game. But I think against Herbert, Herbert's going to throw the ball even uh, no matter what. They're going to be trying to move the ball through the air. So I, I, I like the over here. So let's sweep it and move on. Yeah, plus we love Terry McLaurin here at the Unjobble. Yeah. So that's like yeah, everybody fuck loves I don't know if there's anyone else that loves Terry McLaurin like, more than us. I think like we just love him the most because he's just so awesome. He is pretty dope. That seems fair. All right, we, we spent a whole offseason talking about rookies, so I had to get some rookies in here. So we get Devonta Smith playing up against Atlanta. Four receptions for his first game ever. Jack's back-to-back picks. Is he going to hit that or no? I certainly like four or more. I don't like three or less. So, you know, I, I think I'd rather have my wagon hitched to four or more. Uh, you know, I know four is a push, but I'm going to go over um, – you know, Atlanta is is not very good. I don't know if I like them at all. And I think Devontae Smith is certainly going to be their number one uh, target. I think they're going to find ways to get him involved. I think it's going to be almost force-fed in some ways in week one. So I think in week one specifically, and especially against Atlanta, and especially considering that uh, Philadelphia defense is so terrible that I think Atlanta is going to go up and down the field. By the way, shameless plug, just play uh, – you know Kyle Pitts this week, DFS everywhere. Like he, I don't know, oh, yeah. just Kyle Pitts yes. is going off. That's a fact. Yes. Um, he's going to score. It's going to happen. So uh, I think they're, it's going to be a relatively high scoring game, and I think they're going to need Devontae to to move the to move the sticks. So over four, lock it in. Brad, what you got? Um, so I am also an Eagles fan, like like Michael P. Duncan over at the Undrafted. P. Duncan. Um, but and and I am I am I'm absolutely loving this line for Devonta Smith this week. Um, Atlanta is actually decent against the run game with with Grady Jarrett and company. So it leaves Jalen Hurts to reunite with his former college teammate Devonta Smith, and I think he's going to get absolutely peppered against the suspect secondary for Atlanta. Um, going to be a lot of movement on the field, uh, up and down both ways. It's going to be a fun, exciting game. Way more than four for for way more than four for Devonta. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Tommy, it's been a, a row of overs. Are you going to break that run, or are you just going to keep no. going? No, we, it's yeah. over all day. I'm telling you, you just <laughs> just just on go in your Excel, grab the right hand corner, and just pull it all the way down, and let's just, just push over, over this entire thing. Because there you go, boom! I guess <laughs> because Devontae Smith, right? If you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know how much we want Tay Smith all offseason. The Slim Reaper is going to hit the field. Nine targets, seven receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. I'm telling you, he's going to eat. It's 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 exactly what Brad said. It's, it's bringing Jalen Hurts back together with Devontae Smith. Jalen Rager's still there. Zach Hurts, Godert, whatever, Miles Sanders. But Devontae Smith is going to eat on the slant routes. He's going to get his smashed over a four all day long. Tommy getting me excited about Devontae Smith. I fucking excited. love it. Great Let's job, go. buddy. Najee Harris, over. 
All right. Metro, well, right? See, you gotta let me. Don't take my job away, Tommy. I gotta do the introductions here. Like, you have to pretend there's no show sheet. It ruins okay. the illusion, okay. you know? So up next, shockingly oh. enough, we've got uh, Najee Harris. Like I say, we're doing some rookie. That's. I'm glad we have Brad here so he can talk about how terrible Pittsburgh line is because nobody else does it. Uh, but we are looking at 85.5, just like Z. Rushing and receiving yards. Tommy, I got you already the over. We keeping it there, right? Yeah. Um, but but I will say, uh, because of the receiving yard, if this was 85 rushing yards, I would say that because we're receiving yards with the rushing yards, I'm going to say easily the over because Najee Harris is just like Le'Veon Bell was in the same role where he's going to be a receiver also. He's not just a running back. He's a receiver. He's played receiver. He has, is excellent in the pass game. And yes, their O line is not good. The D line is phenomenal. The O line is not good, uh, and so that's why I don't think there's going to be a lot of rushing yards for Najee. But I do expect a lot of receiving yards, uh, a couple screens, maybe a wheel route uh, where he's going to break one off for at least twenty plus. To, uh, so I'm just going to take over here for a second. Like I keep hearing every year, the, the, oh, this receipt, these guys, receipt running backs gonna be great because he catches the ball. And then CEH doesn't catch the ball. Sony Michelle doesn't catch the ball. Josh Jacobs barely catches the ball. These guys are all supposed to be great receivers. There's no fear this is going to happen again? No. No. <laughs> because okay. it's Pittsburgh, too. Because it's Pittsburgh, too. Pittsburgh already does this. They have a history of including their running back in the passing game, especially with Ben Roethlisberger. So it's yeah. not like he's going to, let's say, the Raiders with Josh Jacobs, You know where he is a good uh, receiving back. It just they're not playing that game, and they have another receiving back in Jalen Rashard, and and whoever else they might bring in, you know, and Kenyon Drake is is what it is. But Pittsburgh already has a, this is part of their scheme to include him um, again because of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, it's why we saw Benny Snell not get that many yards. It's why we saw some success uh, from Jalen Samuels, um, and, and so you know, like I said, Najee is a good receiving back. Um, I, I keep on a story that I heard about Najee and Ian Book. Um, Ian Book from, from Notre Dame, uh, when they were playing, they were doing seven on seven in high school. Uh, Najee played receiver for Ian Book's seven on seven squad. So Najee is like a receiver. He just is super big and fast and is a great running back also. Okay. Forgive my start of the season rookie talk that should have happened months ago. Brad, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. But if you do have anything to add to what Tommy said, or are you going to go over under? Where are you going? I mean, I just feel like we got to worry about Benny Snell and like Kalen Balage and Derek Watt. <laughs> never Balage. Like, Hashtag never Balage. No. Never Balage. This is I'm I'm this is one I'm I'm going over also. Um, as 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 bad as the Pittsburgh line is, I think they're gonna the feature the the shiny new toy very heavily in this game. Um, yes, the Bills defensive line is actually really good. It's really good against the pass. Um, against the run, they were 19th in adjusted line yards for rushing allowed. Um, so it's it's kind of bottom half, but still not terrible. Again, yes, the Steelers line is, is bad. It's not good. Um, but I just think that he gets too much usage in this game to, to take the... All right, Jack, it's just been a murderer's row of overs. Are you brave enough? Yeah, very brave. Extremely fucking brave, bro. And one of the things I'm going to do is be brave enough to smash the under here for sure. 
Um, you know, it was it was close for me, but with them both going over, it seems like a great opportunity to pick up a point. Um, it's, I'm fine splitting that difference. I, you know, I think 85 and a half is a good number. I probably wouldn't touch it. Like, you know, the, the Devonte Smith number, I'd bet it. I'd, I'd recommend a bet of over, uh, the Terry McLaurin line. I'd recommend a bet of over. Like those are fine. Uh, Zeke, I'd probably wouldn't touch, but probably lean under this. This Najee Harris line is, t- is too close. It, he's going to be right in that 80, 90 yards. I, I think, um, certainly he could break a big one. Uh, to Tommy's point, he's a dope pass catcher. He might be the best pass catcher in this uh, in this rookie class outside of Kenny Gainwell. Um, so you know, and, and yes, I do know Travis Etienne is in this draft class. So uh, yeah, I think Najee is a is an absolute awesome uh, pass catcher. But I do think Buffalo is going to throw it on every single down, like literally, like every. T- I think they're going to have ninety percent pass <laughs> pass plays called. And that's going to force uh, Ben to, to throw it down the field, not necessarily a ton of checkdowns. There could be some garbage late, but I don't think Najee will get there. All right. Well, you've set up the next round. We're going to talk about Josh Allen, and will he get 24.75 fantasy points? Sounds like you're leaning over. Yeah, we're, we're talking four-point touchdown? Yes, four-point touchdown. Mm. Yeah, but six-point rushing, and it is Josh Allen. Pause. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. So, yeah, Josh Allen, uh, 24.75 fantasy points. Kind of a lot with four-point passing touchdown. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm, I'm inclined to take the under, but I really like uh, Josh Allen here. You erroneously have uh, the over already for me. That's a Is that an omen? I'm not sure if that is or isn't. Um, I, this is this is a tough one too. I do think they're going to throw the ball. I think no matter how they score, it's likely going to be Josh Allen. I'm going to go ahead and hit the over. Um, at the very least, I think uh, they're either going to kick Pittsburgh's ass or have to throw to keep up with them. So they're not going to get blown out and not score. So one way or the other, they're going to have to score a bunch because of Pittsburgh's passing attack. So let's just go ahead and hit the over. It might be a late cover, but I'd rather lean over here. All right. Looks like I predicted it properly. Brad, what you got? I'm keeping the streak going. Um, (laughs) Pittsburgh had to shed some of their secondary due to cap space, which is actually not a myth, uh, whether you believe that or not. Um, They lost a couple of D-backs because they signed uh, Juju again. So I I just think his rushing ability and the Bills' pass protection – will be able to support anything that Josh Allen wants to do, just like last year. Um, I think the ceiling is the floor here, and I'm, I'm smashing the All right. Tommy, I've got it pre-filled in in the over. Are we just keeping it there? Or are you going to oh, yeah. break your trend? Easily. Okay. I, I just I, I love that that line um, from Brad. The, the, uh, what is it? The floor is the ceiling. The ceiling is the floor. Um, that, that's fantastic. I really like that one. Uh, no, but over uh, definitely for Josh Allen. Josh Allen, when I did my projections on AnalystDepot.com, uh, one of the best fantasy football websites out there to help you with uh, your projections and rankings, uh, has a bunch of really cool tools. When I did my projections on there, Josh Allen is my highest ranked rated projected player out of anybody. So we're smashing the over wow. all year on Josh Allen. There you go. One, Josh Allen. Over Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, everyone, all day. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, maybe not first, but you definitely heard it here. All right. Next up, we have Justin Jefferson up against Cincinnati. 
82.5 receiving yards. I mean, Tommy, do I have to ask? No, it's an over as well. <laughs> um, it's Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. Cincinnati's uh, pass defense is is what it is. It's not it's not anything great, anything really to worry about. Um, and and yeah, I love Justin Jefferson there all day. Um, it's not a phenomenal matchup. So uh, what are we at? 82 receiving yards. You know, I think it's. I think it's reasonable. Um, I, I don't expect him to hit 100. So um, if we had like an over under of 80, I'd definitely feel comfortable on the 80. So yeah, 82 and a half. Let's go for it. Brad, you've been pretty over as well. You've only got the one under so far. Yeah, I, I think I'm. So this is the one I wrestled with quite a bit um, throughout the day. Um, this one just kind of feels like a classic Dalvin game where he takes over and just beats the Bengals into the dirt. But it just ta- it only takes one play for Jefferson to. To break one, one and cover this. Um, that's my only qualm, and I he's going to be hyper-targeted anyway. Um, so I, I'm just keeping the over going uh, with this one, even even though it feels like a classic Dalvin game. I'm, I'm fine being wrong with this one um, if, it, if it does end up coming out. Jax, they've once again set you up to be different. Yeah, it's a tough one because I'd love to go under and steal a point here, but I feel more comfortable looking for another spot to do it because, it, yeah, Justin, look, you know, Cincinnati's pass defense is not going to be good. Their rush defense is not pr- very good either. So, you know, Brad has actually got it right when he says, um, you know, that it could be just a Dalvin crushism game. But, it, it, you know, if, if Cousins passes for even 200 yards, literally half of that could easily go to Jeff, Jefferson. So it wouldn't take much. I mean, he's going to be the guy who's open because he's awesome. So uh, Cousins generally looks for that open guy. And in this case, it's going to always be Justin Jefferson. So I'm just going to stick with the over. I'm not, 100, I'm, not, I'm not very confident in it, but I certainly don't want to lose a point to these idiots over a Justin Jefferson big play, which could very well happen. There you go. Well, one more rookie to talk about. We've got Jamar Chase up against Minnesota. Only fifty. And I just want to. I just want to say. I just want to say, Dave. When I say idiots, totally affectionately, totally affectionately. I just didn't want the listeners to get the wrong idea. Yeah, I'm okay with them getting the wrong idea. Let's start some. You know, let's build some rivalries here. This is a I don't contest. Want to I don't want to cuss on Dave's show, so I'm just gonna be quiet. <laughs> Jax has cussed lo- the plenty. He opened that door. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I love oh. cussing. We're, we're I'm from Jax. Boston. What do you want me to do? I can't help it. <laughs> we're from Boston. I'm a asshole. If fuck isn't a swear, it's a comma. That's right. That's exactly right. Some some guy, I'm doing this pros versus Joe's draft today. Uh, some guy that Mike Reedy brought in, his name is Masshole on there. Like, nice. What's up with you, you fucking New Englander? I mean, <laughs> look, I'm one of the nice guys over there. That's the weird <laughs> thing. I come out here, you know, you're like, this guy's a fucking prick. And then you realize... Actually, if I go back there, he's a pretty nice fella. So hey, yeah, it's 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 terrible. I don't know. Mike Reedy tries to say the same thing, so I don't know. Reedy's a good, he's Reedy's a good dude, and he's still got an edge. Reed, Reedy's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and he still has an edge. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll still give it to you. Oh yeah, don't push Reedy. He'll fucking fire right back. I love that dude. Anyway, I don't know if this is going to be on the show or not, but love that dude. Let's rock. So yeah, uh, we were talking about Jamar Chase. Is he going to get fifty-two and a half receiving yards up against Minnesota? Jack, your call first. 52 is low. That's for it's sure. low. Yeah, let's go over. I mean, I, this is a disrespectful line to Jamar Chase. Um, I get it. Rookie, first game. You know, it's going to be T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as, you know, the first and second options. Joe Mixon's going to get his. And, 
you know, Jamar Chase could easily get, you know, five catches for 48 yards. No doubt. I see that easy. That's not even a, a, a question. When it comes right down to it, you know, I just, first of all, I'm, Tommy's already locked in a few overs, uh, and I have a funny feeling Brad's going there too, and I'd hate to see my boy Jamar Chase go streaking, uh, you know, against Minnesota and me lose because he's awesome because he is. There we go. Brad. This is this is another one that I wrestled with quite a bit. Um, I, I think Chase right now, he's dealing with a, with a bout of the yips. I think it takes him a, a, maybe a couple weeks more to get rid of that. And uh, the Vikings pass rush is actually going to be night and day from last year. That was pretty much non-existent in 2020 because Daniel Hunter was out. But he returns. They got Everson Griffin, Griffin back. Um, I think both of them will give Joe Burrow fits, and uh, T. Higgins gets featured in mixing. Um, I'm just I'm just going slightly under here, just like Jack said. I think very well possibly could get five catches, 45, 48 yards, and steal the unders. I'll take the point here if if that if that ends up happening. I mean, Tommy, I, I'm assuming it's an over. Well, I was going to like be a smart ass and like wait for Brad to say over and be like, I'm going to take the points and get the under because you know what? <laughs> uh, they're, they're totally going to spread around. And the only reason I'm going to the under here, um, because it's, you know, I can do whatever I want for whatever fucking reasons I want. But the reason I'm doing the <laughs> under here is because I just want to see overreaction Monday next week, a week one, when Jawar Chase just like fucking sucks it up just because it's his first game back. He has a couple drops. He does get like four for 45, and it's just something. But And even the touchdown, because we don't even have touchdowns in here. Like Maybe he gets a touchdown and like salvages his day. But if he has a low receiving day and people are going to lose their fucking minds and you're going to be able to pick up Jamar Chase because there's going to be some asshole out there that's going to freak out and totally want to sell Jamar Chase after week one because he wasn't what he thought he was going to be. Uh, but then he's going to bounce back and be totally fine. So I'm totally going to take the under here just because I want to... Just trying to wish that into the world? Yes, because I want some more... Visualize what you want to happen, yeah. All right, this next one I had to pick because I don't think I've seen a receiving line this high for a tight end. But we get George Kittle. It is up against Detroit, but 72 and a half receiving yards. Tommy, I've got over pre-filled as requested, but are we doing the under again here? No, let's smash the over here. I, I think it's going to be a nice. I think it's actually going to be a better game than some people think. Um, I haven't seen the total line um, where they think the point total is going to be at. Um, it's only like think, seven. It's like seven and a half. I looked and and let me just tell the, you. Uh, that, over, what about the over under? <laughs> I didn't see that, but I will take 49ers and seven and a half against this shit box yeah. Detroit team. They're uh, 49ers are giving seven and a half or no no yeah giving seven and a half yeah. of course yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, I, I do think the Niners are going to win, but I actually think um, Detroit's going to be a little bit better than people think. Um, I think so. they're going to have to, like, air it out a little bit. Um, and George Kittle, yeah, you know, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is amazing. Um, Debo Samuel is amazing as well. But Kittle's still the man, and I think he has a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove that he's still got what he, uh, you know, uh, he's still got some left because people, I think, are kind of fading him a little bit. Um, he's still elite, but it just, you know, he's not Darren Waller now. So, um, I'm actually, yeah, going to do the over here for Brad. Um, I am, I, I really like the run game here against Detroit. Um, I think they lean really heavily on that. Um, I think they feature Mostert and Sermon gets a lot of run here. Um, I'm, I'm going under here, with, especially with Ayuk and Debo healthy for week one, at least, at least for week one. That's all we got, right? Um, with those two back and, and, the, and the run game pretty script dependent here, I'm, I think I'm going under. All right, Jax, there's no point to steal here. You just got to choose a side. 
yeah, it's the first time uh, so far that I've had them disagree on the way to me. So uh, I, I was going under. I'm going to take under, and I'll tell you why. This is a, a game flow decision. San Francisco could very well kick the shit out of Detroit with their defensive unit, too. Um, and and uh, Brad mentioned that they could also do it with the run game. So there's two ways they can win that doesn't need George Kittle to do anything. Um, you know, and I don't know, George Kittle was hurt. They might, you know, who knows how they, you know, they play it with him, whether they, they take it easy or whether they just want to feature him and let him go nuts. But, you know, you're right. 72 is a lot of yardage for a tight end. And, you know, he might score three times or whatever. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of ways for him to, to return value. Uh, from fantasy, but I, I agree. I think he's just going to be under, and I just don't think they're going to need very much from him. I would, I would think that uh, they're going to kick the shit out of Detroit, uh, different than Tommy. I think the defense is going to really uh, give uh, Jared Goffel some trouble. All right, so these next two I just picked because for fun. Because first of all, we got Derrick Henry facing Arizona. They've got 104.5, and they just put rushing yards. They didn't even bother with receiving yards with Derrick Henry. So it was the only guy, only running back I saw where they only did the one stat. Jax, is he going to do it? Wow. Um, wow. It's a lot Woo. of yards. <clears throat> it's a lot. 104.5 rushing yards for Derrick Henry, where sometimes when he does this, like, you know, it's, you know, he'll get 282, and you're like, you know, we were worried about it. I remember a couple times last year he was in there. And we smashed the over, and it was like 120 against uh, Jacksonville, and he went for like literally like over 200. So I don't I don't see that in this case. I think uh, Arizona is going to be able to move the ball uh, against Tennessee. I don't think Arizona. Uh, excuse me. I don't think Tennessee is going to have the luxury of just putting the ball ball in Derrick Henry's belly. So I'm going to go under. There's a lot of ways for under to hit. Uh, so under 104 and a half rushing yards. For Derrick Henry in week one against Arizona. All right, Brian, what do you get to say? Jax and I are in agreement once again. Um, I'm sticking with the under here. Arizona has just an absolutely brutal cornerback situation. Uh, They added Watt in the run game. uh, And in the higher-powered offense of the cards, just like Jax said, I think they're going to have to throw to keep up. And it's got me believing it's going to be not a very heavy lean on him. I'm sticking with Tommy. Are you going to try to steal the point with the over, or are you switching now to your underways? No, over all nice. day. Well, you get um, one under. <laughs> Arizona is the like 27th ranked. I, I, I get it's 104 rushing yards, but I don't know. Like it, it's PFS PFS rankings coming into this year, so say what you want. But I think Sports Illustrated has them pretty low too. Um, so it just you know, Derek Henry's the man. He, he's gonna he, he's gonna come out. And he's gonna rush for a ton of yards. Uh, I think 104 is a, a high uh, mark to put for week one. Um, Derek Henry typically gets a little bit better as the season goes on. But I mean, why did you invite me on this show if you you know make it more fun and like say crazy shit? So let's go Derek Henry at the over because that's a lot more fun than just saying the end. All right, all right. So this last one, I just couldn't believe the line, and I can believe it actually because it is the New York Jets and Christian McCaffrey, but we're looking at 134.5 rushing and receiving yards. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him against them, right? But, Tommy, what's it going to be? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, CMC all day. Um, He's going to come back, show everyone that he hasn't missed a step, he's ready to ball out, and it's going to make fantasy football amazing for week one. And, yeah, we're just going to over all day on that one. Rushing and receiving yards for Christian McCaffrey, um, yeah, I'm just calling like Brad. 
you going to disagree? This this is another one that I wrestled with a lot. Um, Jack said earlier about like the Justin Jefferson and the Najee line that you wouldn't really bet on those. This is one that I wouldn't really bet on. I think it's crazy close. There's not a whole lot of wiggle, wiggle room for this one. Um, I'm going to still go with the over. I think Darnold checks down a lot more to CMC in his revenge game week one back against the Jets and to show them that he has this new weapon that the Jets never provided him with. So I'm going over 134.5. All right, Jax. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun. I mean, he's 134 all-purpose yards, and it, it like you feel stupid taking the under. That's how good Christian McCaffrey is. I mean, you know, you look at some of his game logs, you know, and it's just like, if he doesn't get it rushing, he might get it receiving. Like, he, he gets 100 yards receiving or 80 yards receiving, like, almost half the time. Like, 80-plus is kind of, you know, in play for him almost every game in terms of receiving yards. And if he doesn't get it there, he usually kind of gets it the other way. So, like, it's one way or the other he's going to get you. So, I, I tend to agree. I'm not going to lose a point with Christian McCaffrey going ham against – this shitbag New York Jets team. Everybody knows the Jets sucks, right? We know this? Oh, Solve the equation? Yeah, get out of here, Jets. <laughs> I like the Jets. I'm sorry, Tommy. The music rudely interrupted you. No. He was going to no. defend the Jets, so who gives a shit? Yeah, I, I love to interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sound does mean we are on to the rivals round. Brad, you get to set the order for the picks this round, the draft order, as it will. Who's going first in this round? Well, I am sick of being the sandwich, so um, Tommy can go first since he was last. Uh, Jax can take the sandwich in, in between the No Neck crew, and I'll take last. I, I would like a sandwich, too, if that's possible. It's know. also the first time Brad's ever said he doesn't like being the sandwich. <laughs> I like exactly. eating the sandwich, not being the sandwich. Shit, I'm, too, I'm 230, and I'm probably the lightweight of this fucking group, so let's, <laughs> let's move it on. You are. Um, all right, so by about hundred pounds. Enough, that. When I when I look these lines up, <laughs> football's <laughs> in our blood. So is it in cholesterol. <laughs> no neck crew. There you go. What Don't, cut that, <laughs> Don't <laughs> cut that shit out. Don't cut that shit out. Football's in our blood, and so is it cholesterol. Fuck you, dude. That's so that's, good. That's, that's a T-shirt. Soul. This is what I'm talking about. First of all, zero shares, zero cares. T-shirt. Football yeah. is in our blood, and so is it cholesterol. Fucking T-shirt, let's go! Yeah, put that on the gonna, put that as the back slogan on the back of the No Neck Crew shirt. No Neck Crew, we're gonna start. That's a fucking good. Football's in our blood, and so isn't cholesterol. Fuck yeah, let's go! <laughs> All right, so for the head-to-head, <laughs> when I looked these up on Underdog, there was only Dallas Tampa Bay games, so that's what we're gonna be working with tonight. Up first, who's going to be the running back? We got Leonard Fournette versus Ronald Jones. Obviously, both playing for Tampa Bay against Dallas. We're going to spot Fournette an extra 12 and a half. Tommy, you're up first. Who's it going to be? Yuck. I don't like either yeah. of these guys. Yuck. Uh, Rojo, because he's like, Rojo's that guy where I like talk shit all year. He's like a Rashad Penny. But unlike Rashad Penny, he actually like did something and actually like put up some yards and like made me kind of eat my words. So like, I'm just going to pick Rojo here because he's like better than you like think he is. And he's like good for real football. And so therefore he's like kind of good for fantasy football. Uh, but I don't like it. I, I don't really like any of these guys. I'm, I'm totally off both of them uh, as much as I can. But for this game, I'll pick Rojo. All right, Jax, you're in the center yeah, of the sandwich is, now. This is a tough one because in this particular case, you know, it's it's week one. Giovanni Bernard is there to sort of take Leonard Fournette's passing game work. Ronald Jones is the better 
you know, just runner uh, than Leonard Fournette, and he is favored by 12 and a half yards. But I don't know. I don't see. I'm not sure that I see Ronald Jones getting a ton of work. So just because of the 12 and a half, I'll just kind of take the 12 and a half with Fournette, and I still don't like it. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's a flip a coin, but I'll just take the 12 and a half because why not? Give me the extra yards. So Brad, our offensive line guy, what do you got? Um, this yeah, this one this one was a little bit tough. I was I was. I wanted to go last just to listen to these two guys. Um, I'm taking Rojo and the thirteen the the thirteen rushing yard spread. Um, I just don't think that there's a whole lot of meat on the bone left for Lenny. Um, I think they leave him for later in the season in the playoff push. And, Always uh, a food Rose. reference with this guy. <laughs> I think that uh, that Rojo eats early on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. So I, I'm, I'll t- I'll take the thirteen and and we'll run away with this one. I, I like Rojo in a lot of my um, my other bets as well. A difference with, but I won't talk about that because this is an yeah fuck this is an guys. underdog show. Up next, we got two young stud run, uh, wide receivers with Chris Godwin versus CD Lamb. We're gonna give Chris Godwin an extra one and a half receiving yard. Mm. Tommy back to back. I'm sorry, Brad back to back. My bad. I'm not going to lie. I read this one as receptions, and now I have no idea where to go. But um, Godwin's been a little banged up. I know CD's been on the COVID list, but um, I'm all aboard the CD wide receiver one train. So um, give me give me CD. Yeah, this is tough because because um, Jacks love CD Lamb. Yes, and the, and and uh, yeah, I mean CD Lamb. Wait, is we it got a, three we got a live update to the line because I just double checked it. It's actually oh. three and a half, but it's not reception. It's reception. Do you want to change your Do you want to change your answer with three and a half? No, sorry, bro. you're still you're still going with CD I'll, I'll giving switch. three I'll and switch. a half. Yes. So so CD yep. is my boy. Everybody knows I love him. Um, but, <sighs> yeah, but the Dallas secondary is so bad, and you're getting three and a half yards. Woof! I'm gonna go ahead and take CD Lamb. And I don't love it. I don't love it. But I'm going to take it just because I believe in my boy. Tommy could be a chance to steal here. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'll play the game. I'll take Godwin. Yeah, you yeah. should. I like CeeDee Lamb, though, but I'll take Godwin for the game. Yeah, it's a smart take. Man, it's, it's a close. tough spot I mean, three and a half point. If it was three and a half receptions, that'd be a little bit different, you know. But oh, three and yeah. Half yards, like, I mean, those guys fall down, and that's like three. Yeah, it's, it's a weird line for receiving and stuff. I double yeah, checked it's it. Probably, it's, it's probably Godwin. It's probably the right answer. So I, yeah, I, I waffle there. If that costs me, then then so be it. But you know, hitching my wagon to CD for the rest of my life. There you go. Well, a couple more receivers. We got Mike Evans up against Amari Cooper. We're talking receptions, and we're going to give Evans the extra one and a half. Tommy, what you got? Oh, I love this one for Tom. <laughs> love it. Receptions, okay, receptions, because like yeah. we all know, Mike Evans could have like two receptions for two yards, kind of thing, right? So, but fourteen what points, is, what and you the- hate Amari Cooper, so you can't answer Amari oh, Cooper. This is so Amari good, but you know, and 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 Amari Cooper, the fantasy locals could have zero, and then Mike Evans could cover. I, yeah, there you go. So I, I yeah, I, great point, but I still don't know what the fuck that does for me. Um, to be honest, <laughs> I don't know which one to pick. Oh, exception. I wish it was. Re- oh, God. I'm Okay, I'm going to be on brand. I'm going to pick Mike Evans just to stay Good. on brand. Good. Fuck Amari Cooper, the fantasy yes. locust. He, he's probably going to come out and ball out because it's fucking 
he was on hard knocks and he had like a really good route that like totally like made the guy can fall down. But it doesn't matter because half the rest of the season he ain't gonna do shit. But it'll be the one game that he can balls out. But because I'm gonna stay on brand, Mike Evans. Yeah, never screwing a Raiders fan, geez. Uh I know, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Never. Let, let, like, like, let me just do this because it's time. This is this is uh, Amari Cooper's reception totals over his career: seventy-two, eighty-three, forty-eight. That's where they hurt Tommy. Seventy-five, seventy-nine, ninety-two, and then yards: thousand seventy, eleven fifty-three, six eighty. That's where Tommy's feelings got hurt: a thousand five. 1189, 1114. Touchdowns, it's like six, five, seven, seven, six, eight, five. Like, dude's a, dude is the most consistent wide receiver in the league, but yet he gets criticized for being the least consistent. Well, after a rant like that, we're hitching our wagons to Amari Cooper. He's going to smash Mike Evans in week one, although Mike Evans could actually go for like 12 catches and 180 yards and three touchdowns against this shitbag. Dallas Cowboys secondary, but I'll just take Amari because it's fun. Amari's the most consistent receiver by the end of the year stats. If you look at weekly, that's where. No week, I get it, man. He's he's also dealt with a few injuries that has got that has gotten him there. I mean, you know, the Philly game's the big one there that that really, you know, he was out there just dragging his leg around and 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 gave a zero. I think it was a playoff game, not a playoff game for real football, but for us in fantasy. And a lot of guys hate him for that. And of course. You know, anybody who drafted him as a rookie and then had to deal with 2017. And if that person happens to be an Oakland Raider fan, oh boy, they don't like him. Especially the Oakland Raider fans, not these new Las Vegas Raider fans. Exactly, an Oakland Raider fan. I was careful to say the right thing, bro. <laughs> and and Evans never clicked up a dud? Yeah, right. No, Evans, man, Evans could go off too. I mean, Brady is going to be out for blood in week one, live, you know, national TV, the whole thing. So watch out. Oh yeah. All right, Brad, what you got? The way I'm leaning with this one is um is just because of how Amari and Dak were last year. I know I took the I took the Lamb line, but I'm also gonna take the Cooper line here. Um just because I think this is gonna be one of those games where uh, Dallas doesn't get a whole lot going on the ground and they gotta feature these receivers. Um took the under ends in the first round. I'm taking There we go. All right, and then we got one more receiver lineup to talk about because these are the bastard stepchildren of these two teams. We got Michael Gallup and Antonio Brown. Receiving yards again. We're going to give Gallup the extra one and a half. Underdog is weird and it's receiving yards padding, but hey, they took the lines. Brad, where are we going? Um, I'm going to leave this one up to my good friend, Brian, uh, the, one of the data guys with the Undroppables. I know Dave knows him really well, but we've been talking. Yeah, we have a pick em chat inside of our Discord that, uh, that you can sign up for through the Patreon. Um, but we have been talking about Antonio Brown's receiving yards line pretty much all week. It's fluctuated up and down. Um, it's actually one of the highest points right now. So I'm going to take Antonio Brown. He's the one that um, outside of Godwin and Evan. Jax? Yeah, I love I love Antonio Brown here. Um, I you know we me and me and uh, Brad are seeing it kind of similar here. We're under with Ezekiel Elliott. You know, taking Lamb and Cooper. And then also seeing Antonio Brown as sort of the guy. So we're telling a story. If it all comes true, it all makes sense. And, you know, hopefully it, it, it does. And, and um, you know, I can we can find a win with it. So I'm, I'm with you on, on everything you basically said, which is that Antonio Brown's going to be the featured, you know, target guy uh, for Tom Brady in week one. Tommy, are you going to take Gallup in this? Oh, sorry, Brad. What are you going to say? I was going to say, and if it, if it all doesn't go the way the story is being told by 
Jax and I, then we can just basically crown fucking Tommy right off the bat. Exactly. Yeah. Just crown fucking Tommy right off the bat. Because uh, I'm going to take Michael Gallup here too. Fuck Antonio Brown, although he's probably going to play really well. But I'm going to take the points. Um, and also never Antonio Brown because he also burned the Raiders. So he's dead to me. All right. Yeah. Never, never scorn a Raider fan. That's what I've learned. Should we talk about the snow game for a bit, Jack? Oh, yeah. I love the snow game. Hey, how about, how about uh, Amari Cooper, Antonio Brown, and Randy Moss? Ooh. Randy Moss was never a Raider. Never. <laughs> I love it. I love never. it. Straight so cash, much. homie. Straight there's cash, a scene. Homie. There's a scene uh, at the Raiders team. Once a Raider, always a Raider, except for. Wow. And Antonio Brown, too, for sure. We'll even fucking claim Antonio for a little bit more than oh. if it came, if it really came down to it. But, but well, yeah, they're both dead to me. Those are all very, very painful uh, departures for you. I'm so sorry. Earmuffs, Tommy. Earmuffs. I have a friend at my old job who was a huge Steelers fan. And when the Patriots signed Brown, I actually bought an Antonio Brown Patriots jersey. And he was cut from the team before it arrived to my house. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah, so I have this Antonio Brown jersey, never been worn, just lying around my house. It's a cheap knockoff from China. It's fine. Like I paid for it, but hey, hey, Dave, I got a I got an Antonio Brown uh, Raiders tank top, and then he got cut <laughs> as well. <laughs> Threw that shit away. <laughs> Threw that right. shit away. I love it. One last pick here. The one that's actually going to be interesting. We got Dak Prescott coming back. Versus Tom Brady, we're just going to talk about fantasy points here, and we're going to give Dak the extra 0.75. Tommy, is it going to be the GOAT or Dak? It's going to be the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, I chose, I picked Tom Brady as my quarterback in my long-running home league, and so he's going to lead us to the championship this year. Um, so, yeah, Tom Brady all the day, all the way. Jack, I, I mean, I should just hype Brady, right? You'll never go yeah. against him. So I've got like Tom Brady in like every league I drafted this year, both the uh, the undrafted uh, listener league and the undrafted uh, dynasty game theory invitational, which is filled with heavy hitters. And uh, in both those leagues, I was able to get Tom Brady at like pick, you know, excuse me, quarterback like twenty two or some shit like that. And you know, it's really nice to have that awesome a quarterback that late. And my weekly rankings this this week, I do have Tom Brady ranked ahead of Dak Prescott. Uh, so I am going to lean on Tom Brady as well to come through uh, and, and outscore uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, same, same Jacks with my, my rankings this week. I also have TB12 over Dak. And uh, again, uh, projections on Analyst Depot, uh, Tom Brady was my fourth quarterback. Over. Wow. Very surprising. Fourth. He's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, with that, with that team around him, he should be. All right, Brad, it's the first time all round or this whole second round that they gave you a chance to separate. Are you taking it or are you going with the go? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, this is the one where I'll, I'll play the game a little bit here. Uh, give me the line with Dak. Um, it's a good pick. I think, I think garbage time will come and Dak will do what Dak does and, and just edge out Brady a little Giselle. That means it's the uh. third and final round. You got one more thing to bring up, Jax? No, great sound effects. I was just going to mention something about Giselle, but probably best left unsaid. Probably best. Well, we're in the third round. This one is an eight-player draft, basically. Uh, you're going to get one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and then you guys can pick one flex, not a super flex. Uh, and it's just going to be whoever gets the most points will get the full 100 points for the round. 
Jax, you've got the biggest strategy to do here. You set the draft order, you know, play the strategy. Look at what, who maybe you think won these rounds and try to set it up so that they don't get ahead here. Yeah, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, I'm going to pick first. Uh, Tommy's going to go in the middle and Brad will go last. So All right. And who is the 101, Jax? Uh, Christian McCaffrey will be my first pick. Tommy, 102. Surprise, surprise, Jax. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, let me just go ahead and lock up the goat. Yeah, just fucking lock it up. Uh, give me Alvin Kamara. All right, Brad. Thank, the corner. You for, thank you for the gift, Tommy. Um, I will take Dalvin Cook here. Yeah, no shit. Um, and either way, you know it was what? a gift. If I pick Dalvin Cook, then you have a gift of Kamara. Like, either way. Like. <laughs> Horse apiece. Um, I am going to take... Devonte Adams here and a matchup. Again. All right, <clears throat> Tommy, second round. Oh, is this just back? week one? Yeah, yes. of course, it's just week one. <laughs> like, I do this all season. We get time the for dynasty that. team right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Give me J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> yes. JK next year. Cam Akers. Um, no, I'll, I'll take. Uh, uh, where's my rankings for this week? Oh, give me Derrick Henry. Cool, Jax. Got two picks here. All right, let me look at this because this is actually pretty interesting. I'm going to filibuster with the old, you know, talk about stuff while stuff happens stuff. Didn't they like outlaw those? You can't do that shit no more. No, they didn't do that. They don't give a shit about us. They just like <laughs> let people just talk forever. They don't even have to talk. They should at least make them do the thing where they have to talk. They can just filibuster by like pressing a button and being like, no, filibuster. We're just going to use it. They should have to do the thing where they used to have to read from like the Bible or like the phone book and shit. That was at least entertaining. Have. It, like it, I'm telling you, right in this now. day and age, yeah, in this day and age, people would watch that. You know, that'd be its own TV, filibuster TV. Um, uh, I think they call that C-SPAN. Uh, hold on. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, CMC, Camara, Cook, Adams, Henry. I am going to take, God, okay, I get two picks. Let's go. We play three wide receivers. Okay, okay. This is not easy now, folks. On the clock. Do we have a clock? We should have a clock. We should have a clock. <laughs> yeah, because hold on, this is fucking hard. I mean, this is uh, a beautiful filibuster, I might say. This thank reminds you so much. Much. Oh, that was so helpful. <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take <laughs> De- DeAndre Hopkins and Calvin Ridley. Tommy, everything's a snipe. It's a three-player draft. I know, yeah, but I was, literally gonna, I was literally going to pick Ridley. I literally was so going to pick Ridley. So hard. Literally was going to pick So I'm upset about that. Uh, I'll take Tyreek. Uh, All right. Brad? Um, I, I think I'm set up pretty nicely here. I'm going to take Stefan Diggs in that beautiful matchup with Josh Allen. And I'm going to go ahead and take A.J. Brown against the bad cornerbacks. All right. Filling up the wide receivers. Tommy's already filled up the running backs. Where are you going? You get. I'll take. uh, Give me. Give me Kelsey. Mm, Interesting. 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 Okay. So you You only get one filibuster. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I. But you know, (laughs) I was gonna do something with the old Kelsey there, and then he stole Kelsey because he's good at this. I mean, he is good at this. So I am going to then take, instead of Kelsey, I am going to take Stefan Diggs. No, you are not. He's already taken? You're taken. 
It's funny. a pretty bad draft. I didn't, I didn't even get high for this. <laughs> Maybe so you hard. should. I should wah, probably. Wah. That's why I'm like just smashing this all day. Give this me, me. Golly. This is hard. Why is it so hard? You give me a super team here. Like, give me Justin Jefferson and and twenty times. Hold on, get your wide receivers filled in. And, and hold on, Justin Jefferson and Kyle Pitts. Ooh, tight end filled in. Tommy, I was waiting for him to give me Mahomes. We're just gonna stack. I saw it. I, that's why I was gonna take day. Kelsey and Mahomes. That's why you totally fucked me. I was like, Kelsey and Mahomes is going to be my pick. That <laughs> turn. Brad, I'm going to do the same pick. thing that Tommy just did. I'll take Josh Allen for the stack. Yep, there you go. And um, this one's... Um, I'm going to take James Robinson. Wow, that's a very interesting pick. I have. I see what I got. It's not easy. Tommy? Yeah, basically um, just running back some wide receivers at this point, although you could do another... T- tight just wide receivers if you really wanted at this you. point. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, you can I'm, do a flex. I'm all, oh, yeah, I do have a flex. Oh, let's get another running back. Let's do Aaron Jones. Good pick. Good Chats. pick, dude. Well, you don't have um, to pick a quarterback, that's for sure. They're all taken. Well, we loved Terry McLaurin, so I'm going to play him in the flex. I'm going to go Terry McLaurin and Jonathan Taylor. Ever see Jonathan Taylor follow the seventh round of a draft before? <laughs> Never. Tommy. Mm-hmm. Got my defensive matchups here. And I'll take my boy Keenan Allen. All right. Wow, picking a Chargers or Raiders fan. I didn't know I'm sure you could do that. This is fantasy, okay? I have no uh I don't know. I just saw some rule fantasy. before that there were some things against that. Amari Cooper says I. That's different. I hate Amari. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, last two picks. We need here. Oh, you still need I... a tight end and tight end and a flex. Um let's see. Um I'm gonna take Let's go with uh, let's go DK Metcalf for the flex and um, <laughs> that's tough between them. Um, I mean, I took the under on Kittle earlier. Exactly. That's uh, and Waller's got a matchup against Baltimore. I suppose exactly. I'll take Waller. Yeah, um, it's tough, yeah, tough matchup. Waller. Just to not shoot myself in the foot from before, but yeah, it's a tough matchup. That's it. Yeah, Tommy, anything but a quarterback. Yeah, give me uh, Bobby Trees. That's my man. Oh man, what a I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, Kyler Murray as my quarterback, and I feel really good about mm, taking him in the last I round. Love that. So I love that stacking him with Hopkins. So Fuck yeah. yeah, CMC the Kyler Murray God. Hopkins stack, Ridley Ooh. Jefferson, McLaurin, JT Pitts. That's a good t- yeah. They're all good teams here. Well, it has to be, be fun. Three person draft. <laughs> if you guys, I mean, teams, it'd be pretty bad. <laughs> Check out this draft I just did. Let's tweet this shit out. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was that was pressure. I didn't like that, you know. What do you play with two other people? Yes. <laughs> yeah, what three man league, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Those are my I favorite my three man league, dude. Yes, listen to Unmatched coming out in <laughs> two days. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps things up. So, sure to follow us on Twitter at Unmatched Pod to see who this week's winner will be. One more shout out to Analyst Depot for being our main sponsor, and do not forget to use promo code UNDROPPABLE when you make your first deposit on Underdog. Thanks again to Tommy, Brad, and Jax for joining us this week on Unmatched, the show where we make fantasy analysts put their money where their mouth is. <laughs>